0: From the Old City, a practical Torah commentary by Gutman Lodge. Deuteronomy 26, Key Savon. Don't do this one. In this week's portion of the Torah, there's a short list of blessings that is followed by an unusual list of curses. What is so extraordinary about the curses that each one is worse than the previous one. Nowhere else in the Torah do we find such a long list. Almost 100 horrible curses are listed. If a Jew would, God forbid, do a certain most horrible sin, he would receive the first of these curses. If he then sees what he was doing was wrong, and he turns away from his folly, all well and good, the curse will end. However, if he continues in his sinful way, even after receiving the first curse, then the second curse is added. And if he still does not turn, even after receiving his second curse, then the third curse is added. On and on, these horrible curses come until the person sinks so low that he actually comes to eat his own children. And the curses do not stop with this. What did this poor wretch do that brought upon himself such unbelievable misery? What was his great sin? The answer is found right there in the text. There's no need to extrapolate or ask a rav. In the middle of the long list of curses, the Torah stops and tells us why these curses came. All these curses will come because you did not serve Hashem your God with gladness, and with goodness of heart, when everything was abundant. The poor guy was serving God. It does not say that the curses came because he was not serving God. It says they came because he was not serving God with joy. Not only was he not serving with joy, but also he was not serving with joy when everything was abundant for him. Even in good times he was serving reluctantly and sadly, as if God had given him a burden. Don't do this one. If your father teaches you to brush your teeth, how should you brush them? Should you follow his instructions reluctantly with a feeling of being imposed upon? Should you complain and murmur when you brush them? Or should you say... No one in the world loves me and cares about my well-being as much as my father does, and if he taught me to brush my teeth, then there must be some good reason for it. So even though I think my teeth are healthy and clean the way they are, still, I'm going to do the best job I can, and I'm going to be happy while I'm doing it. If this is true for our earthly father, how much more so is it true for our heavenly father? No one anywhere loves us more than our Creator. We are His creation. He has given us a beautiful and delightful Torah to guide us through the myriad of troubles that life seems to impose upon us. Not only are we to follow His commandments, but also we are to follow them with joy and fullness of heart. Then we will see that His blessings fill us and those around us. Why are there only a few blessings listed here and so many horrible curses? Because one small blessing reaches a hundred times further than the worst curse. What is asked of us? Be happy. Have a good time. Serve with a genuine smile. It's a lot easier to smile than to frown. Rejoice. Okay, be happy. But how? This week's portion begins with the laws pertaining to the first fruit offering that we are to bring to Yushalayim. The law tells us to do certain specific things, such as which fruit to take, to put them in a basket, where to take it, whom to give it to, and what to say when we give it to them. Fine, up to here, all of this is easy enough. But then the law states, "You shall rejoice with all the goodness that Hashem, your God has given you in your household: you and the Levi, the Levite, and the proselyte, the convert who is in your midst. Whether I feel like it or not, I can put fruit in a basket and do all of those other physical things. But how can I be commanded to rejoice if I do not feel like it? How can He command us to rejoice if we are feeling down that day? The law given here is not merely the command to rejoice, but the law itself also explains what to do to become happy, even if you do not feel like it. Better yet, especially if you do not feel like it, then do what is commanded here. The law clearly commands us to rejoice with all the goodness that Hashem has given us. This law seems to say that things rejoice. Hard to believe, Yet it specifically says that we are to rejoice with these things. This is the key to being happy. Look at all of the good that God has given you. Look at your health, your children, your prosperity, whatever its level, and you will easily rejoice with those things. Then, when we provide for the less fortunate, three additional things will happen. Number one, we see that there are people around us who have greater needs than we do. This will help us to be thankful for our lot. Number two, making these other people happy will make us happy. Just seeing suffering relieved is a great source of joy, especially when you have been instrumental in removing it. And number three, by caring for those less fortunate than you, you will acquire God's additional kindness towards you. He will look down from above and say, Oh, you see my servant so-and-so? He's doing such a good job that I'm going to give him a raise so he can do even more. Again, we see that the law is not merely an obligation, it is a solution. It is not just something that you got to do, it's something that you get to do. There is one.com.